Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Hour number two, <laughs> Pete Callender Show, News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. By the way, did you know a guy named Burgum is running? He was on the debate stage last night, too. He did okay. Um, I do have one clip from him, actually, but if I have time, I'll play it. But, yeah. Um, got this message on Twitter from Russ who says, I watched the debate with WBT Audio. My biggest takeaway was Burgum, who was the only one to even mention individual liberty, state supremacy, or any kind of limiting principles. Yeah. Um, I live-tweeted this last night, and I don't know what I did with my printout of all of the tweets, but uh, on the abortion question, there was actually some back and forth. I did not pull any of this audio. They were arguing over, you know, who's the biggest pro-life candidate on the stage and i have no doubt that all of them are pro-life the question is right where do you set if any federal law and the argument was made i believe it was Burgum, who was saying that look you you don't you don't spend 50 years trying to undo roe v wade saying that states should decide and then as soon as it is overturned you turn around and say, oh, yeah, but the Fed should decide now the way we want it. No. And, and I'm on board with that position, by the way, which is the Tenth Amendment controls. This is not something for the federal government to be weighing in on. The, these are the state's rights. And Nikki Haley was making this argument. She, she was saying, look, you may have this position that is, is uh, popular, about, you know, the first trimester is a popular uh, uh, decision or a popular uh, limit on abortion, but you don't have the votes in the Senate. So we need to be honest with people when we tell them this. When we run these campaigns, we should be honest. And I will say it's refreshing to be spoken to like I'm an adult by a political candidate. I I do appreciate that. All right. Next up, there was the... uh, the topic of climate change. They played a video of somebody saying, how are you going, you know, because all of the young people, uh, their number one issue, their main concern is climate change. So how will you calm their fears? That's the question, which, by the way, never get an- uh, gets answered. How do you calm their fears? That was the video question. But then the moderators, Martha McCallum, she comes in and asks a different question which is, do you believe human behavior is causing climate change? And asks everybody then for a show of hands. Show of hands. Do you believe human behavior is causing climate change? Raise your hand if you do. Look, look, we're not school children. Let's have the debate. I mean, I'm happy to take it to start. (laughs) Alexander, so do you want to raise your hand or not? Let me just stop for a second. Alexander was the kid in the video that raised the question. Good for DeSantis. Good for DeSantis because... I don't necessarily object to a show of hands question. I do object to a show of hands question when it's framed like that. Do you believe human behavior is causing climate change? 
Well, how much? Do, or, do I think that humans may have some impact at the margins somewhere? Sure. Yeah, it's possible. Do I think that it's going to cause catastrophic global warming that's going to kill half of the people on the planet? No, I do not. Do I believe that the vast majority of the climate change factors are naturally occurring? I do. Yeah, I do. I think the Earth is a pretty, pretty big place. And uh, I think things like the sun and the moon, I think those things have a lot more impact on our climate than even China. So that was the initial question. DeSantis doesn't take the bait, and he essentially derails this thing from being a show of hands question, which, by the way, this comes up later because she tries to do, or she does do it, I think, on two other occasions. Show of hands, show of hands. And on one of them, DeSantis looks around, and people are attributing that to he wanted to see where everybody else was before he raised his hand. I got the impression, because it happened on both of those follow-up questions and watching them, watching him, I got the impression that he didn't want to raise his hand for any of these things because he just disagreed with the the show of hands, the raise your hand uh, form of the questions. So he continues. Here. I think that's yeah. the way to do. So let me just say to Alexander this. First of all, one of the reasons our country's decline is because of the way the corporate media treats Republicans versus Democrats. Biden was on the beach while those people were suffering. He was asked about it. And he said, no comment. Are you kidding me? As somebody that's handled disasters in Florida, you got to be activated. You've got to be there. You've got to be present. You've got to be helping people Can we who are doing this. And here's the deal. Yeah. Pivot, pivot. So DeSantis is answering the question he wants to answer, right? Which, by the way, as a politician, you've got to be able to do that. Um, so, because the question was, do you believe human behavior is causing climate change? And then he shifts it to the Maui wildfires, which, by the way, there was a connection there. I don't think he made it. I don't think he articulated it. But I understand the connection because that's what the media and the left, but I repeat myself, that's what they have been attributing the wildfires to. The so, here's is that a yes? Or is that a yes? Is that a hand raise? You do not. I think it was a hand raise for him, and it's um, my hands are in my pockets. No, because no, no, the climate I didn't raise, I didn't raise a hand. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, agenda whoa, 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 whoa. is a oh, hoax. Is the climate change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. And the reality is, the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. Okay, so a couple of things. Uh, they did, the crowd did not like Vivek, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's uh, indictment that he's the only one not bought and paid for, um, which is not a good idea. you got eight people on the stage. Ostensibly, theoretically, they got supporters in the audience, and now you've basically taken, like, what, seven-eighths of the, of the hall, of the arena. <laughs> I will say the crowd, they were all over the place. They were, they were applauding Ramaswamy on some things. They, they groaned at that one. They applauded Christie on stuff. They booed him for a very long time later on. Um, so they were kind of all over the place. Um, this wet blanket comment he has used repeatedly in interviews. I've heard it before. But again, I point this out, and I only do so because he brought it up moments ago, which was the use of the, the pre-planned slogans. You, you should not attack your fellow debaters for using pre-planned slogans while you engage in the employment or deployment of pre-planned slogans. And this wet blanket one, you've already heard him say it twice. He's already said it twice. He used the sock puppet line twice. 
Um, so this wet blanket line, oh, and, oh, the other part was that uh, you hear him, he says the uh, climate change agenda is a hoax. And there are a lot of people attacking him last night and today saying, oh, well, he said something different in an interview. They pulled this interview up where he says climate change is real. But you'll note here, and I note that like when you listen to what he said during the debate, he said the climate change agenda is a hoax. So one can, and look, and I don't think, I, I, I think that's a perfectly defensible difference. One is whether or not climate change is occurring. I say yes. It, it's been occurring forever. That's what it does. It changes, right? Arizona used to be underwater like a couple different times, as I understand it. So it changes. So you can say, yes, it changes, but that the agenda is a hoax. So I don't find any conflict there with his comments. Now, this uh, uh, this wet blanket line, or sorry, the uh, this uh, bought and paid for line, that draws, um, well, it draws a lot of criticism, uh, particularly from former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, um, who made a callback, as they say in the biz, did a callback to the, the skinny guy comment. Listen, Look, listen, I've listen. Had, no, Let, wait, enough. hold no. on, hold I've on. I've had enough. I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up. Oh. Oh, wow. And Okay, so I like honestly, I think that one might stick a little bit. <laughs> I think that might stick. Vivek GPT, Chat GPT. That's look, and that was a pre-planned, rehearsed line. I am sure. I am sure, but that's yeah, that one might stick. The last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, "What's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here?" was Barack Obama, and I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur standing on stage tonight. Come on, give me a hug. <laughs> give me a hug, just same, like you did to Obama. The same type of amateur. And, and you'll help elect me, just like you did to Obama too. Give me that the same hug, type of amateur. Hey, Brett, Go, hold on, hold on. Hey, Governor Haley, would you like to respond? Deserves. Are you so, bought Brett, and paid what for? What I would like to say is the fact that I think this is exactly why Margaret Thatcher said, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. All righty. So, so I got to say, Ramaswamy's comeback about the hug on the beach was great. Unfortunately, it got lost in all the crosstalk. And you heard a little bit of Tim Scott there. Where he starts to say like two words and then just stops, and that was kind of that that was that kind of summed up Tim Scott's performance. Now people attacked Nikki Haley for that line, saying, "Oh, she played the female card." I thought it was a good line. I thought it was a good line. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Feel free to weigh in seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten one eight hundred WBT eleven ten. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items. From modern tactical gear to historical collectibles, Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Look, I I fully acknowledge I am a bit of uh, of a politics geek on this thing. Like, I, I, 
I enjoy watching it. My wife would kid me. I would watch Charlotte City Council meetings and such. I like I watch them because I don't know. I think it's important. I've always been drawn to this kind of content, the the political, the news, the current events and such, the policy debates. So got a couple other emails here in the uh, uh, in the email. It's Pete at the Pete Callender show dot com. Peggy says, Pete, I watched the debate last night. I was not impressed with the moderators and their questions. I did not like how they asked specific questions to specific candidates, and only that candidate got to answer. How are you supposed to evaluate the candidates if you cannot compare answers? In order to qualify, they had to sign a pledge to support the nominee, so asking the question if they would support Trump, even with a conviction, was useless, because they chastised them when they said they would. If he turns out to be the nominee regardless of the conviction, it's because he got the vote, so a conviction does not matter. Right? That was one of the show-of-hands questions, and I think, actually, it was Asa Hutchinson who pointed out that uh, that Trump might be uh, prohibited, I think, from uh, from taking the nomination because of party rules, which I'm sure the GOP would just change that. But uh, and then there was the 14th Amendment argument, which we have seen used against uh, uh, like former Congressman Madison Cawthorn, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Lauren Boebert. Right. There's the, this has been an effort among the left uh, and the media. But I repeat myself to uh, to try and prevent candidates from filing using the 14th Amendment which was crafted to prevent Confederate uh, uh, politicians and soldiers and such from running for office. If they had, you know, seceded, they should not be allowed to run again. Um, so that hasn't been tested in court yet to the fullest extent. I don't know if it would apply. I, I, I kind of doubt it. But, uh, yeah, we are, look, we are in uncharted territory on this stuff. Um, and that's, there, there are, there's a lot of blame to go around for that. So anybody that know that, that tells you that they know what's going to happen with the the legal proceedings, the ability to run for office, the ability to get sworn in, right? All of this stuff is still up in the air. It's very dicey, very dicey. Jay says, "Thank you for listening to the debate so I did not have to. I cannot stand listening to politicians, even the ones I agree with." Um then there was a message here on the Twitter machine from Gary, who says, Vivek sounds good and says a lot of good things, but I kind of doubt his authenticity. <clears throat> yeah, this is one of the criticisms that I have heard about him, is that he comes across as kind of a snake oil salesman. <laughs> and I don't know if that's fair or not. Uh, maybe it's just in his delivery, the way he talks very fast. I, I don't know. I know he has, um, he's contradicted himself uh, in, on some things over the course of the last few years. Uh, for example, I got a, uh, a message from Mark who says, uh, you know, the irony in Vivek Ramaswamy accusing his uh, fellow candidates of being bought and paid for was that he's the only guy that took money from George Soros, right? Which he did for a scholarship or something, and he didn't even need the money. So... Yeah, he's going to he's going to have more and more attention. This is one of the downsides and this is why I think Ron DeSantis did fine yesterday. He 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 scored some points where he needed to, but he didn't he didn't need to dominate this debate, especially when you can see what was happening with Ramaswamy. 
And by the way, did you hear about the uh, the memo that got leaked and the DeSantis people were really, really mad about it because it laid out their strategy? I suspect that was a red herring. That was a plant. They put this this memo out there. They leak a memo out there that says, here's the strategy. And it was to go after Ramaswamy and defend Donald Trump or something like that. Or maybe it was to attack Trump. I don't remember. But it was it wasn't true. That wasn't the strategy. And so all of a sudden, everybody on the stage starts going after Ramaswamy. Uh, and, and, and I don't know why that is. Maybe because he's picked fights with all of them, <laughs> which tends to, you know, get some people's dander up. But also, Trump world likes Vivek Ramaswamy. They like him. Whether they think he's a stalking horse or not, um, he says a lot of the things that Donald Trump says. So it makes sense that they would like him. So, needless to say, a lot of the uh, people who like Trump, they thought Ramaswamy won yesterday. I I mean, I think he did well. Again, I don't say unless it's like very, very clear. But with eight people on the stage, people did, people mostly did what they needed to do. Well, except for Asa Hutchinson and Tim Scott. Tim Scott, yeah, he did not perform as well as I thought he could have. But Ramaswamy's going to get a lot of attention now. He's going to see more people Googling him. He's going to get more attention. And that's going to be good and bad for him. And at the next debate, right, he may find himself even more of a target. People going after him even harder. We'll see. Monica says, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's mannerisms remind me of Obama. And it skeeves me out. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go over here to the uh, the phone lines. Let's get John on. Hello, John. Welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm good. What's going on? I just heard, didn't you say that he took money from some, uh, from uh, the gentleman that's, uh, or not gentleman, the guy that's financing all of the uh, uh, AGs? I can't co- recall his name real. Soros. Soros, yeah. He yeah, did yeah. Not take money. You said he took money from George Soros. Did I say George? He took it from his brother, yeah. He took it from his brother, and I just want to tell you that I went to an Ivy League school, and I went on scholarship. And when I, they told me I'd gotten a scholarship, I said, great. They said, you got a scholarship for such and such. I said, good. I told my father later, I got a scholarship. He said, from who? I said, I don't know. They just told me I got a scholarship. And he said, well, who's, who's given it? And I looked at it, and it was Paul Soros and the Ford Motor Company. I, I, I said, who is it? And they told me, and I told my father. And I didn't know anything about George Soros, and I knew even less about the Ford uh, Foundation. But anyway, it could be innocent. I'm not saying it is. I'm not trying to call you out. But he might not have had a clue who that money was coming from. Oh, no, that's... And it wasn't, oh, it wasn't, yeah, no, that's so, totally possible. Totally possible. Paul and uh, yeah. the... Uh, Daisy, Paul and Daisy Soros, because uh, he went to Yale Law School. The The thing yeah. is, he says that he he took the scholarship uh, because he didn't have the money to pay for it. But um, but he had Newsmax. Cool. Yeah, but Newsmax reported that he had made millions of dollars that year in his yeah. tax returns and, and over a million the prior three years. Yeah. So and also the way he made his money, I believe I've been in the financial field of all my life. The way he made his money is even a bigger scandal, and it's just unfortunate because he's very popular, he speaks very well, but he's not as clean as a whistle. I'll tell you that. How did he make all of his? Uh, how did he make all of his money? In, in your understanding? Well, 
Oh, gosh. He was involved in several, more than one, hedge funds. Mm-hmm. You know what a hedge fund is? Uh, I know, mean, not, they, they, not precisely. But they have different rules than other funds, and certainly uh, hedge funds are completely open. That's why the hedge fund managers are making so much money. Mm. They run differently. And he was involved in this. I'm telling you what I've been told. So he made money by investing heavily in stocks that were supposedly going to introduce new drugs and new healing measures for a lot of very insidious diseases. Hmm. And when those stocks, when those companies looked like their patents were going to fail or something was going to go bad, he bailed out early. Because hmm. he was in early, and he was following the company, and when he saw trouble, he got out. Hmm. So, and yeah, I've not done public, a deep dive on his background, but I, I've heard of the connection to the hedge fund and all, but uh, also pharmaceutical uh, companies. So I'm not really... Well, yeah. that's, the conne- that's the connection. That's the he connection. He was investing in these firms when the word was out that they were about to come out with a new drug that would fight diabetes or cancer or whatever have you. Right. And he followed those drugs, and he followed the patent process. And when he got the first hint that something might go wrong, he got out. Hmm. And... 60 yeah. days, 90 days later, stories started to emerge that the patents were not going to be effective or they were not even going to be authorized. Hmm. And he was long gone. John, I appreciate the call. Yep. All right, buddy. Take care. George yes, sir. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I don't remember if I said... I mean, it just habit, George Soros. <laughs> so I don't know if I said that. So, yeah, it's not. it wasn't George. It was his brother, Paul. Paul Soros. Pete, great name. Welcome to the program, Pete. How are you? I agree. <laughs> I, I'm just talking that last caller. I mean, it sounded like the guy's a savvy investor to me. I don't know. I mean, was it insider trading or something? I don't get it. But, yeah, if he's following something to do with these pharmaceutical companies and making book on it, wow. He can invest for me. I'll, I'll tell you. Tell you right. Like, yeah. So that's what I mean. I don't know. I, I know there are these rumors that swirl around. I don't do a deep dive on a lot of these guys early on because so many of them just end up dropping out. And so, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the longer he's in now, the more, like I said, he's going to get attention, including from me. Well, right. Yeah. I think that's like Trump, you know, being successful. It's like, you know, people really want to beat that drum. But it's like, you know, most people still in this country kind of look, look up favorably to people that have been successful in life. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. So what I wanted to say to you, Pete, is you said they were probably going to come after Ramaswamy, maybe more so in the next debate, because he did relatively well here. I will tell you this. If I'm him, that is exactly what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. Because if the guy is quick on his feet, and he's up against, uh, and I don't mean this negative, but just as far as image goes, nine establishment stooges, he's going to look great. I mean, he's going to be Donald Trump a second. So if anything happens to Trump, I I would think the guy's going to end up being the guy. I don't I don't watch any of this. So I don't know what he looks like or anything. But if he is the outside guy, he's representing himself that way. He's got nine of these insiders going after him. Man, I wouldn't mind being in his shoes. So you know, it's a fair point. I think though that uh, keep in mind there are not going to be nine people up on the stage the next time. It's going to be a smaller field the next time because the criteria is going to be smaller. Is going to be stricter, I should say. So guys like Asa Hutchinson's not going to be up there. Uh, I doubt. Um, 
uh, Burgum and Christie might not be up there, probably. So just depend. I think they got to clear like a three percent uh, polling number. So so it, it, we, er, the anticipation is it's going to be a smaller field, but also Trump might be there this time. I don't know. Uh, don't know what he's going to decide to do. He may say no and and blow that one off too. And that might help Ramaswamy. And yeah, if he can position himself in a better way against these other people, then that elevates him. But at some point, you know, the problem he's going to run into is that if he is too successful being the or being the the non-Trump Trump candidate, right? He's going to get attacked by Trump <laughs> because yeah, uh, that, that's true. And that, yeah, that I'll see what his medal is, and that's not a bad thing either. Because, right, you know. You need you need you want to be the king. You got to be the king, right? So you I know, agree. He, he can't avoid that forever. Um, yeah, I just think the establishment guys just got a lot against them, just because I Republican Party is always thirsty for outsiders. It's kind of like the Mark Robinson thing. I heard Pat McCrory going off on like Mark's involved in all this stuff. I'm I'm sorry, Pat, but you know you've been in politics a long time. We've heard it before. I, I don't. Do you have video? I guess is what I'm going to ask you. Because otherwise, we're just not taking these guys' word anymore. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, Pete, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks, Pete. All right, buddy. See you. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, this is, like I said, this is the realignment of the party. You've got a growing, It's you know, you trace it back through the Tea Party. You've got a growing populist movement inside the GOP. And they, I mean, the guy... Asa Hutchinson and Burgum um, and uh, Nikki Haley, uh, Chris Christie, like the all of these folks are running in a party that has moved past them. Particularly Asa Hutchinson, like that guy, he was fine in the early two thousands for the GOP. Now he's at one percent. You know, <laughs> people don't they don't want that anymore. They don't want Jeb. You know? All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturette organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Let me play this clip here next. This is um, in response to the question on if Trump is convicted, would you still support him? And then they tried to do the show of hands thing again. Governor Chris Christie went after Trump, and he went after Vivek Ramaswamy, who then went after him, and then Chris Christie gets booed, like a lot, and then the crowd got chastised by the hosts. Someone's got to stop normalizing this conduct, okay? Now, and now whether or not, whether or not you believe that the criminal charges are right or wrong, the conduct is beneath the office of President of the United States. And, 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 you know, this is the great thing about this country. Booing is allowed, but it doesn't change the truth. 
It doesn't change the truth. He was doing so well. You raised your hand. He was doing so well. Why'd you just antagonize them with the boo? The truth, okay? President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. It's a fact. And Chris Christie, honest to God, your claim that Donald Trump is motivated by vengeance and grievance would be a lot more credible if your entire campaign were not based on vengeance and grievance against one man. That is true. That's true. People blindly bashing Donald Trump without an iota of vision for this country. They could just change the channel to MSNBC right now. But I'm not running for president of MSNBC. I am running for president of the United States. We're skating on thin ice and we cannot set a precedent where the party in power uses police force to indict its political opponents. It is wrong. We have to end the weaponization of justice in this country. 30 seconds, Governor DeSantis. You you make me laugh because you you sit here in an answer, you sit here in an answer right that's what gets the booze out? You make me you laugh? You sit here and answer. Go ahead, Hold Governor on. Christie. Hold on, Governor Christie. Hold on. Well, so listen, the more time we st- spend doing this, the less time they can talk about issues you want to talk about. So let's just get through this section. Governor Christie. Come on, like a root you, canal. You sit here talking about how you want to stand up for the rule of law. Yes. And law and order. And the fact is that it can't be selective. In your book, you had much different things to say about Donald Trump than you're saying here tonight. That's and, not true. No, it is very true. That is not it's true. It's very true. I read it. Because and there's I a know, difference look, between I, bad I, behavior and illegal behavior, way, Chris. And you as a prosecutor way, should know better. Yeah, I, you know what? I know a lot there's better. There's a difference between I bad know, behavior. And I know a lot better than you do. You- Okay, so apparently Ramaswamy wrote something about Donald Trump's bad behavior, and there's a difference between bad behavior and illegal behavior. And I guess that's... See, this is what I mean. There's some things here. There's some elements. I don't know. It's Chris Christie talking, so who knows if it's true. But there's some elements here that that are making me wonder, like, do I need to go read this guy's book now to find out if he's, like, completely taking the opposite position on stuff? Ugh. You've never done it like you've never done anything to try to advance the interests of this government except to put yourself forward as a candidate tonight. And here's the thing. We've stood up for law and order. I did it as U.S. attorney. I did it as governor. And I am not going to bow to anyone when we have a president of the United States who disrespects the Constitution. He said... He said, he said, Martha, it's important to say that the president said, Donald Trump said, it's okay to suspend the Constitution. Now, the oath you take is to preserve, protect, and defend, not suspend. I will always stand up for our Constitution. All right, so this is why I suspected that uh, Governor Christie would be named as the winner of the debate, because... This is what the media wants him to They love this. They love him doing this in the debates. I uh, got a message here from Timoteo who says, Pete Biden cannot call Ramaswamy a traitor or an insurrectionist and then head for the basement, so Biden would have to debate him. Uh, that's true. Um, I do wonder, uh, you know, Trump, look, right now it looks like Trump's the nominee, but we haven't had a single primary or caucus yet so uh i'm willing to wait i'm a patient person ralph also patient waiting on the line welcome to the program ralph how are you hey pete you know uh i watched about an hour 15 minutes of it and i, I got enough of it but uh 
Asia Hutchinson, the governor of Arkansas, it, it was really amazing at the point when he named off all the positions he had had through <laughs> the years, like the DEA, you know, under I think it was under Bush and some of the other things. But, you know, that, that's just like a career politician, though. The war on drugs was never been defeated. You know, I mean, they, they, they never find a solution. Well, yeah, so the, right, this is the, uh, uh, in the past it used to be like, oh, I've done it, like Chris Christie was just doing there. I've done it, I have the experience, I am the one that can do it again, uh, put me in charge. But a lot of people don't care about that anymore. They want somebody with no experience. That's why we have Donald Trump. That's why we got Barack Obama first, right? He had no experience either. Ralph, I appreciate the call. People are looking for the uh, for the outsider, somebody to shake it up, drain the swamp, and all of that, because they don't trust people who have been there doing it for too long. And there's probably a sweet spot somewhere where you have just enough uh, experience, right? So you know what you're doing, and people can be kind of confident in it. But then again, you get too much of it, and you got Joe Biden. (laughs) All right. Up next, we're going to talk about uh, Russia. This came up with the Ukraine in the debate last night as well. (laughs) 